welcome to Really Queer, an LGBTQ plus movie podcast, where we discuss the queer themes, tropes, and characterizations, for better or worse, of some of our most beloved films, from masterpieces to cringy guilty pleasures. Be warned, each episode will contain spoilers for the movies we are discussing. And this is our first official episode. Thanks so much to everyone who listened to our mock pilot episode, and for all of the encouragement. It's really appreciated. I'm your host, Sydney Hampton, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Rosenberger. Before we get into the main topic of I Know What You Did Last Summer, we're going to talk about Scream 5, because Neff Campbell just sent me. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Like, I saw the news. I thought she was already confirmed. No. So I was kind of, I was kind of like, but it's weird to me that they would go ahead with Scream 5 without getting her already signed on. You know I wonder I mean? if it was like a, like a play to keep like, keep us all waiting with bated breath or something, because David Arquette, Courtney Cox... Had already signed on again. Yeah. And we were just waiting on Nev. But, like, Scream is Sydney Prescott's score. Like, it, you can't... If, like, if they tried to make Scream 5, like, about Kirby, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? I would... I was saying that I could be okay with her not coming back, but they would have to explain her not coming back in a really good way, and they couldn't just say, oh, she died in a car accident. I wouldn't be... I would be like, I'd be whatever. very unsatisfied with that. Or like, reboot the, the entire series. Which I would not have loved, but... Well, what if they had called it Scream? I wouldn't... I hate the way that they did Halloween, and then Halloween 2018, and then you've also got Halloween Rob Zombie 2007, I think. And that's just (laughs) stupid. It doesn't look good on my DVD shelf. I don't like it. It is really hard to like. And if you put the Blu-ray for Halloween, um, and then Halloween 2018 together... The font isn't different enough for me to immediately identify which one. For me, it is, is because I have the, I have the slipcase for 2018. I don't have. I, I but I don't have a slipcase for Halloween. I always for, get rid of the slipcases. The fuck is wrong with I you? I don't like taking it out of the the. The, the fuck is cardboard. wrong? With, I'm. I want a slipcase. Well, I prefer just to be able to open it up and grab the disc. I like looking at my shelf and my shelf be a work of beauty. And I just got rid of the hereditary one. I, I could think. hate crime you right now. Yeah, I got rid of all of them. Did you see that they're coming out with a Friday the 13th box set? Yes, and I want it really bad. I want it really bad. There's only going to be 13,000 copies. Um, I have sold. money. Why am I ever like, I can't afford it? I can, but I'm not trying to jump into it yet. I'm going to see what my what finances look like. It's a pre-order. It's a pre-order. I mean, that's my favorite series. And I own, I only own that one DVD. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I might as well. I think I might do um, Friday the 13th, part three for Friday the 13th. This Be year. cute. I just did a Friday the 13th, part seven, um, for our first oh, night back after COVID shut everything down. Um, I need to carry, which is... And carry. Which, get to that. Yeah, they go really good together. I just don't know what would go well with Friday the 13th, so I was thinking about Friday the 13th and maybe Happy Death Day, or Friday the 13th and Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. No. Shoot another movie that was done in 3D. Because they're both 3Ds. If I can find a 3D DVD copy of Friday the 13th Part 3, then I will... You do? Yeah. A DVD copy? Yes. I need that so I can rip it, and then I need to procure some 3d glasses to give out what if i did jaws 3d the movie was garbage it'd be stunning spy kids 3d shark boy and lava girl 3d okay jaws 3d it is okay why wasn't halloween 3 and 3d i don't think it was during like the whole like 3d craze it wasn't you're right it wasn't was there a nightmare on elm street 3d I don't think three was. It was just... I don't think so. I don't think so. That's too bad. That would have been a fun double feature. It would be... Like, think about how good a, a, a nightmare would be, though. Yeah. In 3D. It'd be so fun. Very fun. Because Freddy could just, like... Yeah. But the thing is, like, so I watch... Because I watch the 3D version, but then I also just watch it, like, regular. Mm-hmm. Like, I did, well, I've seen the 3D version, and I was like, oh... Because I don't like 3D, because it makes my head hurt all the time. Um, That's fair. But, like, I'm watching the regular version of Friday the 13th, the third Friday the 13th, um, you can tell when they're using the 3D. Yeah, it's really Because the way it's set it. up. Yeah, it's weird like, watching him yo-yo into the camera. Yeah. Without the 3D, it's just, like, it doesn't, 
I feel like it would have felt better if I was old, like old enough to be to have watched it in theaters in 3D. Yeah. But unfortunately, I am super young. Just felt at 28. Yeah. So, anyways, Scream Five. Yes, Scream Five. So, uh-huh. um, what do you want to hear my Do you want to hear my theory? Is your Is it the new nightmare theory? Yes. Have I told you already? Yes. We've okay. talked about this. Well, I haven't talked about it on the podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. So, the only way that Nev Campbell said that she'd ever come back to Scream was if they were to honor Wes Craven in some way. What better way to honor Wes Craven than to essentially reboot Scream, the Scream franchise? Not with a new story, but with like a new, traje- a new trajectory or a new trilogy by doing a Wes Craven's New Nightmare-esque Sydney Prescott, like, Nev Campbell is in the movie as Nev Campbell, as Sydney Prescott, Courtney Cox is in the movie as Courtney Cox, as um, Gail Weathers, and we can bring back anybody. Drew Barrymore. Um, Emma... What's her name? Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Um, we can bring back Matthew Lillard. We can bring back uh, Mrs. Loomis. We can bring back... Just give her Lauren Kidmetcalf's name. I, Lori Metcalf. We could bring back Skeet Ulrich. We could bring back, um, and, and literally anybody can come back for this, and start dying in real life, and it'd be like a, a new nightmare nod, and that would be the most meta that Scream could possibly get. I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they're gonna do that either. But it would be sickening to me if they did, and it would justify me getting to have Kirby back on my screen. I don't think she's dead. I think they were. I, don't think I, she's dead I think they intentionally left it ambiguous for the option to bring her back in Scream Five. And they also didn't expect to not be able to continue on with the franchise. Yeah. So, I would love to see her back. I'm really afraid that they're going to make her the opening kill. There was a poll on horror queers. Would you rather not have Hayden Panettiere back at all, or would you rather her be the opening kill? And. It was really hard for me to, to hit either. I finally chose. I'd rather her be the opening kill than not have her back at all. I don't think. What if she just like? What if she's? What if she comes back and you think she's going to opening kill, and then like she gets away? If she gets away, stunning. And the opening kill is like someone else. I could really see her and Selena Gomez together. And Selena being the opening kill. Why was Selena Gomez? What does Selena Gomez have to do with Scream? She's gonna be in it. Is she? Right. Am I on crack? Hold on. You can't say that. That's problematic. Scream 5. Okay, it's just a rumor. It's just a rumor. Um, But as, as early as August 21st, uh, Entertainment Weekly was talking about it. I don't think they would... Like, what... The four main cast members of the upcoming horror sequel started following her on Instagram. Jenna Ortega, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and Melissa Barrera. Who's Jenny Ortega? She is the new... She's one of the new CW-esque people who are joining the cast. They've got a whole new crop of fresh-faced people like they always do in every Scream. Because if you think about Scream 4, we got a bunch of new faces, too. We got... Yeah, but that made... To me, that made more sense. Only because of the time that it came out. Yeah. Like, if you were a young person today, you'd be super jazzed that whoever the fuck Melissa Barrera is, is in there. Oh, look up who the fuck that is. They're on, they're on, they do something on CW, I'm sure. Is it Supergirl? Is that who we're talking about? Not Benoist Barrera. Or Benoit, I don't know which one. So, what do you hope that the next Scream is? I kind of hope that Scream 5... Um, one, I hope Kevin Williamson's back. Um, yeah, he's back. Okay, because we've seen how Scream does without him. Yeah, he's back. He's confirmed. Um, like, uh, do you have a hope for the story, or are you just trying to not, like, let your mind go out of... I'm not letting my mind go there. I have completely lost it. I'm not going... I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'll be happy with any Scream. It's one of my favorite franchises. I'll be happy with any Scream. I think I will be, too. I have, I have faith in the directors and in the... He's not coming back as a writer, by the way, Kevin Williamson. He's coming back as a producer. But he's going to have his hands on it. Mm. So I'm still hopeful. He needs a tight script, then. 
Yes. And I think that as with him being a producer and this being like the film that like the film franchise that started his career, I think that he will be more than prepared and ready to like help fix the script as needed. Okay. If there's any problems. Again, ready or not, phenomenal movie, well written, funny, great gags, great kills. I think that they're going to I think that they're more than capable of handling it. I what I want for I just I just want it to be good. Fair enough. So today we are talking about the nineteen ninety seven film I Know What You Did Last Summer, starring Ryan Philippe, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. And a Kentucky uh, no he's not from Kentucky. He went to Berea College, the guy who plays the fisherman. I can't remember his name. I, I think that. it's Muse something. Um, I didn't look that up. I had a hard time trying to research this film. I couldn't even stay. I couldn't even stay attached, like, or attentive to the, the commentary. It was so dry. It was not a good commentary. It was so dry. It was. So... There's not really a lot to say about about the movie. Yeah. Um. So we will we will try to. Uh, it is based the off the 1973 novel of the same name by Lois Duncan. However, um, that's where the similarities kind of end. Didn't her daughter die or something? So the reason, so Lois Duncan actually hates the film um, because her daughter was murdered um, and her murder was unsolved. Um, so she hates the film. She didn't enjoy the film because she thought it trivialized violence. And didn't like her book being turned into a slasher. Um, because in the original book, none of the none of the characters die, um, and a lot of the 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 twit. The thing is, that book only works because you can't see the characters. Um, and in the book, they run over a small child, not a adult murderer. Is the killer like the? There's boy's no killer. Father? There's no. Oh, that's right. There's no killer. There's there's just a hooded figure that like stalks them. It also happens on Memorial Day weekend, not um, 4th of July. I guess it was uh, the 4th of July because the 4th of July is like the, the start of summer. Yeah, the guy who, the guy who's attacking them is the younger brother of the man, of the boy they ran over. So is it like years and years Oh, wait, no, after? it's not. It's, it's, it's the older brother, the guy they ran, oh, the kid gotcha. they ran over. Um, that sounds like a fine, and then they, like a fine book, I suppose. They and then they agreed to confess of what they did last summer, which is run over David Egan. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds very loosely based, but they always are. Um, so the film was directed by Jim Gillespie, uh, who directed jo- Joyride in '95, and the film was written by Kevin Williamson. Um, What's Kevin Williamson doing on this film? On this film, like I feel um, like this film was so beneath his talent. The writing, the parts of the writing felt like his, but it seemed like having just come off of Scream, it felt like he was trying not to make like a super self-aware movie. It used a lot of the tropes of the 80s slashers, but it didn't seem to have the same, it didn't have the magic that Scream had by any means. I don't feel like it had any magic. It's well-directed. Like shot wise, like visually, it's an appealing film. It's a it's a very appeal- appealing film to me. Visually, yeah, but then like the score is great. There's a I think it's the story. There's a lot in the story that just, that does just doesn't not work. Make sense. Yeah, the kills were good. The ones that you see. My thing is like the way he was like I didn't intend to write a horror movie, or direct a horror movie, but then like yeah, you did, girl. The plot of the movie is a bunch of teenagers being stalked by a. A man in a rain slicker with a hook. I'm sorry. You knew what the fuck you were doing. Yeah. Don't try to... That I hate that shit. The whole, like, it's not a horror movie. Bitch. Call a spade a spade and be as proud of your work as you can. Just, I'm, I'm tired of this whole, like, it's not a horror movie because people don't like the horror, like, title. Like, just, it's a fucking horror film. Like, if I'm being menaced by a hook-wielding man, I'm gonna be like, I was, I was thrillified by this hook-wielding man at my home. No, I'm saying horrified, because guess what? It's horrifying. It's a horror film. 
It's really weird that he would say that, too, after Scream, because yeah. Scream is a horror film, and you would think that he would want to make his money off of the fact that... That, and he was like, I was trying to make a morality tale. Of what? Of what? Don't run over people? Is that your morality tale? You don't need a morality tale of not running over people. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty... That's I guess, common... like, don't keep secrets or something from authority, but whatever. Girl, mama... It's just not an interesting premise. Um, I so... think it's a very interesting premise. However... Who the killer was. That's fair. Made no lick of goddamn sense. That's fair. So the film stars uh, the main character in Final Girl, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who plays Julie, um, the, I guess, good girl archetype. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Helen Shivers. She's a good girl. She's just annoying. She's annoying, but she's supposed to. I think they, I think that they just, I think they intended her to be the good girl. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Helen Shivers, um, who I think would have been a better fit for the final girl, not just the actress, but the character themselves, because um, she seemed to have grown the most, I would say. Uh, Hollywood um, has a tendency, though, to kind of put her on the back burner for whatever reason, following Buffy. I guess that they kind of consider her like a character actress, maybe? I don't know, but... Well, this was during Buffy. This was during Buffy, yeah. And she got cast on, on Scream 2 years later. Um, still during Buffy. Still during Buffy. But after Buffy, she really didn't have, like, a lot to do. She did a couple of, like, films that weren't well re- that either She did the two well scooby Okay, that's, that's fair. But so did Freddie Prince, and he's not a great actor. Okay. Okay, so... So, so did Matthew Lillard. And Linda... Matthew Lillard is a fine actor. And Linda Carlodini. An excellent actress. So, I mean, that cast Big was fan. stacked. Okay. Mama. Okay. Worked, Eva. And it had Seth Green. That movie... Those movies deserved better. I feel like they did okay. Not the second They one. deserved better. I watched the first one in theaters. The second one's my favorite one. Um, it also stars Brian Philippe, uh, who plays the super hot but hella abusive Barry with Major Little Dick Energy. Um, what were your thoughts on Barry? Meh. Meh? Did Meh. you... Are you as... Are you He's as, hot. No, boots. Like, as a character, though. Meh. Were you as, um, turned off by him as I was? No, I was just kind of annoyed. I feel like I was annoyed the whole time I watched this movie. That's fair. I feel that. Like, when Helen, like... Barry! Barry! I was just like, oh, my God. Barry! Um... So yeah, we neither one of us really really care about about Barry. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. as the uninspired Ray, uh, Julie's boyfriend, um, which I think they underutilized him. He was supposed to be a red herring. So how fine. how is he a red herring for in, like it it's so obvious he's not the f- oh my god so obvious. But they were intending him to be a red herring, so he's missing for half the movie, which I thought was really dumb. You know, Skeet Ulrich isn't missing from the the, the second half of, of Scream. Yeah, like you see... You can still have a red herring consistently on your screen. If anything, I think it would help build the suspicion the, the tension. that he's the Yeah, red, the instead red it's just like, Barry, it's like, oh, Ray showed up. It's like, oh, he's the red hair. Oh, no, he's the killer. Oh, nope, no, he's not. And it's like... I never bought that he was the killer. I no. guess the closest to it would be him being like Billy Blue. On the boat, I guess, is the closest that you can get to getting me to believe that for a second I might have thought maybe he was the killer. That made no sense to me either. But it made, it made, yeah. That reveal was so... It also wasn't a very, like, well-planted um, no. thing. Like, watching it, I had to watch it twice to really remember who, like, where Billy Blue came from. And why she reacted the way she did. Because I don't remember Missy talking about, like, I didn't remember Billy Blue being the name of the guy. And it, it, the film just doesn't do a good job of, of like pointing out what is important information and what's just like there there um, like I know show not tell but like you need to tell people things sometimes right yeah and I don't I don't need it like spoon fed I no. just want something um, I know what you did last summer was released on October 17th 1997 which it's so weird to me that it's called I Know What You Did Last Summer and the whole movie takes place in the summer and then they release it in October. Yeah. It's like Hocus Pocus being released in like June and then it not doing well. And they're like, why didn't this do well? I was like, well, because it's a Halloween movie that's explicitly taking place on Halloween and you released it in June. 
I didn't know it was released in June. Yes, it was released in the fucking summer. That's really strange. Right? This is my plea for Hollywood. Release movies when they're set. Yeah. So they make fucking sense. That's like Black Christmas in like March. It wouldn't make any sense. No, not a lick of fucking sense. I mean, I understand if there's like complications getting like the like Corona, like COVID. If they were to have released Halloween and and said that we can't do it in October, but we're going to release it in February, I would have been like, okay, this one time, the sequel to Halloween 2018 can come out not on Halloween. This one time. Yeah. It's fine. But I'm, I'm also glad that they went ahead. I'm kind of glad that they went ahead I'm and not. just pushed it. Put it I want to see it. I wanna, put it on VOD. Put it on VOD. But I understand they want to have a theatrical release and that, that kind of movie is best seen in a theater the first time. Ugh. And it's what the director wants and I, I vibe. Um, so it came out to mixed reviews from critics, uh, but was commercially successful, grossing 125 million worldwide on a budget of 17 million and remained number one at the box office for three consecutive weeks. It was also nominated for and won multiple awards for some reason. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar is the one who won the award. That is true. Uh, so that's well deserved. Everything she does. I mean, it was like some rinky dink award, but she still earned it. Um, Roger Ebert um, includes this on the list of films that he just hate, hate, hated. Uh, he actually wrote a book. That's fair. Where he talks about the movies that he hated the most, and this isn't it. That's fair. So I, I would agree with him there. Yeah. And I love a lot of dumb, stupid horror movies, one of them being Halloween 3. But if someone's like, let's rewatch I Know What You Did Last Summer, I'd be like, why? Yeah, I'm not... I, I'm not rewatching this. And it's weird to me, too, that this has such a queer following, because there's there's not really a lot of... Like, there's not any queer subtext, really, for me no. in the film. Um, and it's not particularly exciting. The best part about this film is Sarah Michelle Gellar. Hands down. And that's it. Maybe that's why. Because we love her. I love her, but I don't... I don't want to suffer for her. I don't. I don't know that I want to suffer through this ever again to to watch her. I definitely don't want to watch the. If she sequels. was the final girl, I would want to suffer through the next two movies, even if they're not great. Maybe. Oh, she's not even. Julie's not even the third movie. It's nah. like a reboot. Bless. Why would you reboot a film after the second? Well, it's called I. I will always know what you did last summer. That's. Dumb. And it's like you don't even know what they did last summer, girl. Like That's... the plot of the third movie is that's an undead version of the killer coming back to haunt these children in the same town that are completely different and a whole new group of kids. And they had a deadly prank go wrong. And that's what they did last summer. Just a heads up. If this film doesn't have, if that film doesn't have explicit queer elements to it, we will never cover it on this podcast because I don't want to watch that. There's no point. If there was, if there was queer subtext, I would suffer through it, but there's not, I don't think I've never heard of it. It's not on any lists. It went straight to DVD. Yeah, I don't need to see that. Um, so, Columbia Pictures claimed in marketing that I Know What You Did Last Summer was from the creator of Scream. However, that was false, and Miramax, who owned Scream, filed a lawsuit and won, um, which I thought was an interesting little tidbit. Um, Williamson objected to them using that as a marketing campaign, but you know they, they're going to do what they're going to do, and he continued to work on Scream without any, any trouble. Um, my favorite part of the film was definitely Sarah Michelle Gellar's chase scene. I thought it was really well shot and suspenseful. Um, I also really enjoyed Ryan Philippe walking around in a towel for 90 seconds in the locker room. Um, I enjoyed the story elements of the kids making an objectively poor decision after re- like assuming that they've killed someone um, and then having to deal with the um, personal, I guess, like, reflections and insight or whatever. Like, I like the fact that Julie's all tortured and broody. I like that. I didn't, because it just made her fucking annoying. Yeah, it made her annoying, but I like, I like the concept there. I like the idea of consequences have actions. They don't know that they ran over a murderer. They think they ran over some guy who was just walking. They think they killed an innocent person. I like that Sarah Michelle Gellar's character's kind of more fleshed out where we get to see her home life and her sister. Her sister was supposed to be like traditionally ugly, but the directors decided that they didn't like that. Um, they were going to make her like homely 
and instead they just got a pretty girl with a ponytail and glasses. And she was supposed to be kind of like envious of her beautiful sister. But Elsa's not ugly. She's not. She's pretty. She's very pretty. So I think think it would have worked better if they had done that. But I like the fact that we get to see her home life. Elsa, not included. Um, And we kind of get to see that she's not just some, like, another dumb blonde kind of girl or, like, self-obsessed, really. She just seems like she's not the vapid character that you saw on stage talking about how her gift to the world was going to be acting serious actress and she got to be kind of more fleshed out than that um i didn't really get any notes from ray as far as like you can tell that he's like sad about it or whatever but it's not acted to, to a degree where i really felt well he's not in the fucking movie empathetic to, act. to him right but i'm saying like on the in the scene where he's with uh on the pier and he's meeting Julie again for the first time. And he's like, I know you resent me. And she's like, no, I don't resent you. I made my own decisions. I just don't want to know you. Like, I feel like of all of the, like, scenes that Julie or Jennifer Love Hewitt is in, that's her best scene. And I also think that that's a scene where Freddie Prince Jr. gives us nothing. Because it, I just didn't feel empathetic to him. I didn't blame him for what happened. I blamed Barry for what happened in the car because he was being an idiot. But I don't blame Ray for what happened, but I'm also not empathetic to him because he doesn't give you emotion. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think he was written well. I don't think he was written well, and I again, I just don't think Pretty Prince Jr. is a great actor. think anyone in this movie was written well. Mm, the, cl- the, best, what, the best written actor, or best written character is Sarah Michelle Gellar, and she's still was just it kind of she bright she's not just the trope of like another dumb blonde but she's she's not particularly interesting either and none of them are smart no they none of them are smart constantly make stupid decisions like i don't want to say riverdale has a better plot than this but like at least riverdale's fun yeah to watch I really don't understand why this film is so beloved by gay people. I don't... Like, why do you guys like this? Like... Why do you like this? Tell us. tell us. Because, like, to us... Like, I... I... I watched this movie for the first time coming back after dental work, and I was like, I'd rather be back getting dental work done. Ooh. The first time I watched it, I was like, this is fine. It's not... Like, people are like, oh, it's my comfort movie. I'm like... Yeah, I don't get a I don't get a comfort like, movie vibe from this. It's not a movie that I want to have playing in the background. Yeah, I mean, if, if if I was gonna have to watch it, I want it to be playing in the background where I'm not watching it actively. But it's not. I'm always gonna reach for like a Nightmare on Elm Street, um, or any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I just really hated this before film. five. Okay, so a lot of the kills in this movie because he sought out to make a uh, a morality tale. Which I roll and not a horror film. Team. Let's call it what it is. It's a yeah, horror film. It's a horror film. You have a bunch of it's hot, sexy. Film. Not a good horror film. But you have a hot, a bunch of hot teens. Oh, the hottest cast of the all hottest... the slashers. Period. Um, I feel like Scream's a little hotter. The original Scream. Mm mm. 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 You yeah. just you just don't like Skeet Ulrich. I love Skeet Ulrich. Then who do you not want to bang in Scream? Matthew Lillard. I would bang the fuck out of Matthew Lillard. Not in Scream. In Scream, yes. In Scooby-Doo Boots. He looks like a fucking stoner bitch. I'm into it. <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. You're from Bullet County, I forgot. Yeah, boot. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't... I don't find him sexy, and the only scene that I find him sexy in, in Scream, is the... The last scene? No, it's the scene in the, the video store, believe it or not. Oh. He seems so demented. Oh. Which See, is also whenever I find Skeet Ulrich the sexiest. Okay. At the beginning that's... of the movie, Skeet's not cute. Or he's cute, but he's not hot to me. It's whenever he starts licking corn syrup off his fingers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That is really sexy, mm. though. Okay, anyways. So he sought out to make a... Uh, uh, you have a bunch of hot, sexy teens being socked by a, a, a mysterious man in a rain slicker and a hook. Yeah. Like, that's a, hor- that's, that's a that's horror... That's a horror film. film. Mama. So he, there's not a lot of blood in this film, which, okay. I'm sure. fine. There's Halloween, the original Halloween. There's not a lot of blood in it. But there's so much dread in Halloween and the kills. And the kills are interesting, too. Yeah. 
there's so much dread in Halloween that it works because you see I think another thing is with this movie you don't see the fisherman actually stalking them no not at all you never see him menacing you only really get to see him menacing whenever he's stalking Sarah Michelle Gellar which is probably why I find which is the best scene which is probably why I find the the room with her the the shot with her going around the house Mm -hmm. and the parade scene that's, that's the, only, the best scene to me. That's the only times you see the Yeah, and it's summer. great. That's it's a great that's when the movie gets good. We cracked the code, bitch. Like the fact that you never see the kill like Julie says, I got this note, I know Sheila Summer. Like, okay, cool. But then like she's just screaming and like you That would be really scary if the if, film made like if, if you they saw made him, him be a threat. Yeah, he's but not to me, he's me. not a threat until he kills Helen. You know, they only added in the scene with him killing Max because they felt like, one, there were, it took too long for them to get to a kill, and also, they needed the audience to know that the kids were in danger. But the, the scene is so quick. There's, it's so quick, there's not and even there's no dread. scaring... Yeah. You really hit the nail on like, the Like, Max there. is just sitting there, and then all of a sudden he gets a hook through through his chin. And the motive makes no sense for me, too. He had Max, no reason so. to kill Max. And it, Michael argues that it's because he was there that night, but also wasn't there that night. No, he wasn't. Was he drove ad. past. He drove past, but because he was there... But even see. it doesn't make sense to me Here's that he would kill Max. He was knocked out when Max drove by, so how would he have known? Right. So a lot of a make... lot of the motive in this film makes no sense. He wouldn't have seen Julie. He wouldn't have seen Ray. The only one he saw was Barry, and they were in the water. Well, he also got the crown. So you could argue that he could whenever he got out of the yeah, out of the beach that he okay. knew that the crown was from the event that night and look it up but in regard he says he does his homework at the end that's the that's the i'm gonna accept what? it as okay. exposition okay on the basis that he has a wall of newspaper clippings he's done his homework we don't know what kind of homework he did because they don't really explain it they he must have gotten f on that homework i mean he must have jumped to conclusions real hard real hard um, he, must have, he he must have written that paper at 3 a.m the night but the day before it was due on like adderall and red bull I mean, because it is makes not a lick of goddamn sense. But yeah, so the the film the film I think you I think you really cracked the code just now. I think the film doesn't work. There's no because dread. There's no dread. There's you no don't, dread. You, you don't. don't you're not fearful mi- of him because yeah. you're fearful of Michael because you see Michael driving St- by. The, the, he stops yes, on the when, outside of the home. The scene to me where where he's where Michael is sitting there, and she looks out the window and he's like in the sheets and you mm-hmm. see him and then she's like fuck. And, and then, then she's like, gone. And he's gone. Timmy, I was like, that's oh, that's dead. so scary. Is she, is she going crazy? They, if they yeah. had played this as Julie. Going insane. Julie, like, if. Is it if her own had, guilt right. making her insane? That would have been that an worked for angle. me. Remake this movie with that angle. Yes. I feel like if a remake of this movie was to happen, it would be good. I feel like this movie, I'll give this movie a C plus. I'll give it a C. It tries really hard. Good, solid premise. Yeah. If like you know, I if if I me and my friends had ran over someone in the next summer, I get a note that says I know you last summer. I'd be like, oh shit. No, yeah, I'd be freaking the fuck I'd out. I'd be freaking the fuck out. And not but, like, and that's another thing too is that none of the characters take it seriously except no, for Julie. Not even no. Helen really. Helen's kinda, like, whatever. And then like, and then Barry says, "We did a lot of things last summer." I'm sorry. You only killed one person. <laughs> one thing should stick out to you. One there. thing. One thing. Sh- they're not Come gonna, on, Barry. They're not going to say, I know what you did last summer. I saw you picking your nose outside the Applebee's. It's like, I know you this- killed someone. Yeah. If, Allegedly. Like, if all you did last summer was fuck on the beach, no one's going to be like, I know what you did last summer. Cool. Yeah, like, I fucked okay, on the perv. beach. Cool. Like, if you accidentally ran over someone. That's the thing. That's, that's the just- thing. That. That's what this movie. That's what this movie did not do successfully. Was it's build dread? It didn't build. None of the characters are smart, so you have a hard time empathizing with any of them. It, again, I know I'm I'm preach it, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think that's the reason why people love this movie. Is Sarah? Is Sarah? No one stands Julie. No the one's gays here. Love Sarah. No one's out here like I love Julie. No. No. She's insufferable. Yeah. Um, they always comment how she looks like shit. I don't think she looks like shit. She just she needs a shower. Like yeah. She looks fine. Like, her mom's like, you look so terrible, or something like right? that. Right? I and found I'm like, that scene really strange, I'm like, too. she just looks like she hasn't taken a shower in a couple days. And she just got home from, from presumably, a long drive from school. Yeah. I don't like, know where she went to school, but presumably a, a while. Like, Let her let get her, in the door let, first, lady. Let her take a shower. Let her put some mousse in her hair. Fuck. Are you seriously gonna approach your daughter first thing with... You don't visit, and 
You're getting bad grades. God. I mean, I would get bad grades too if I accidentally ran over someone and lied about it. Yeah. Which, by the way, let's go back to the whole that whole scene of them, which to me, that's a scary part of the scene where they run over the guy and they're yeah. like, oh shit. Um, I feel like it would have been scary if he had moved though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. If he had moved and then be like, oh, fuck. Also, the whole part with Freddy refusing to touch him, I felt like was just kind of... It didn't do... It didn't give you anything. Yeah. And there's a lot of that, too, in the movie where I just... I feel like there's a lot of a lot of work being done where they're tr- that builds to nothing. Yeah. It doesn't explain anything about his character. I felt like watching this movie, I felt like I was in the endless stairs in Super Mario oh where you don't gosh. have enough stars. Like, I know there's something at the top, and you just keep running and running and running and running and running and running. My cousins told me that if you kept running up those stairs after um, jumping three times until he does the woohoo and the spin, um, and then press B at just the right moment to, like, dive, that it would let you up the stairs. And I believed them, and I tried it for hours <laughs> repeatedly. And this is before the internet, so I couldn't just Google What a it. simpler time. What a simpler time. <laughs> Muse behind the truck. <laughs> And you now don't have we're... access to surf yet. <laughs> and now we're over here like, and now we could verify any rumor. Yeah, almost well, almost any rumor. We still don't know about the Selena Gomez part for Scream Five, but that's neither here nor there. So, <laughs> girl, she's not filming her HBO cooking show. I don't think she has time for Scream right she's now. She's already filmed. Girl, it's already filmed. Okay. I doubt it. To me, pick that. I, I, I don't see how they can make that a season two, unless it's like a, a like an every, like an every week thing. Like some kind of Rachel... Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray shit. I don't know. But, okay, so back to the scene where they're all like... This is probably one of the cringiest scenes. <laughs> where they're on the dock. <laughs> and Barry's like, you have to say it. Say it. <laughs> and Julie's just like, fine, yeah. He's like, no, you have to say it. I was like, dude. He... And then he like chokes her out and no right. one says anything. I'm like... Bear, Ray just stands there. Ray, I'm not saying that you have to be chivalrous and stuff, but come on, dude. Like, if I see a woman getting choked out, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. I'm going to step in. I'm probably going to get my ass beat, but I'm going to step in. I'm going to step in. I think you could run Philippe's ass. He's a spelt little twink. Not any, not anymore, baby. Well, he's, in the 90s. He's built. In and the 90s, then he, was he, a... had, he had muscle tone. He's he could a... lay me out. Okay, but the fact that... Okay, the thing, the thing that bothers me is that Ryan Philippe looks... Well, they mentioned he's supposed to be a football player, and he's like a svelte Abercrombie model. If he's a football player, he's the guy who runs really fast and takes the ball to, like... I don't know what they call those guys. I'm going to call them runners. <laughs> like, you throw the ball to them, they run somewhere because they're small and, and able... Like, they're agile. Um, and then they throw the ball to the person who's going to tackle it through. I'm going to call him a runner. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Sports with Cindy Hampton. <laughs> Anyways, back to what we're talking okay, about. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's supposed to be a, a football player, but then he looks like a like little Abercrombie model. Yeah. That you would like spit on your dick and jerk off to when you got home from the mall. T. Um, and be like, I have to keep the bag. It's a nice bag. When you're lying to your parents about being gay. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not keeping that. It's it's a nice bag. That's why I'm keeping it. I just put stuff in it. It's fine. I love learning this about you. Um. <laughs> I couldn't afford Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh. So I just I just got to like walk by the displays and be like <gasps> And just lust. Um but then they didn't want to hire Frederick Prince Jr. because he wasn't muscular enough. I'm like, he's more built than Ryan Philippe. Was he? Yeah. He's got them arms. He's always been really like sc- like not scrawny. He kinda reminds me do you know who um Dylan Minette is from yes. Okay. He reminds me of him. I look at Dylan Minnette and I, not in the face, but like the the body mm-hmm. reminds me very much of Freddie Prince Jr. I love both of them though. Oh, lo- have you listened to Wallows? No. Wallows is Dylan Minnette's band. It's great. He has a song called Scrawny. You should check it out. Okay. Stream um, Scrawny. <laughs> but I don't know. I was just like, this is a little unbelievable for me. Yeah. I can suspend my belief. I can't suspend it that bad thinking that um, Ryan Flippet is a uh, star football player isn't he also really 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 short yeah he's like five i want to say like five six it's tiny 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 man um, um which, which is fine we stand a short king yeah short king 
I love Ryan Phillippe. I don't love him in this film. No, not at all. And especially since he get, he, I, I felt like he was so much more interesting in Cruel Intentions. I, the the one good thing from this film is that we got Cruel Intentions. Yeah. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that. The reason why we got um, Cruel Intentions, which is one of my favorite films. Yeah, it's really good. Is oh my god, we'll we'll talk about that eventually though. Oh yeah, no, that's that's on the list. Um, it's not a horror film, but it's, it's it's dark enough. It's dark, and we don't we don't explicitly have to do horror films. We're a horror time. podcast that sometimes takes a little jaunt to the other side of the video store. Yeah, which is okay. Yeah, you know, we're a queer movie podcast, but we are a horror podcast with some slight deviations. And if you don't like that, don't listen to those episodes. No, listen to those episodes. Just don't like it. Just. Listen, you're going to listen to us talk about Chicago and you're going to like it. <laughs> you're going to listen to me talk for 45 minutes about uh, Hairspray. The John Waters film or the music? John Waters. Uh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. I don't want to watch. I got to talk about Divine. I don't want to talk about the one with Nikki Blonsky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Nikki Blonsky <laughs> from the movie Hairspray. <laughs> She's a ghost hunter now, though. And queer, apparently. Are you kidding? She's a ghost hunter? Yes! <gasps> hey there, demons, it's me, Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. Shut your fucking mouth. I love it. Friend of the pod, Nikki Blonsky. <sighs> she, we don't know her. She's not a friend of the pod. She retweeted me once. Really? Yeah. Friend of the pod, friend Nikki, of the pod Blonsky. Nikki Blonsky. <laughs> Noticed by Nikki Blonsky. <laughs> I love her. Okay, I do. I really do. We failed her. She was Remember so her Lifetime movie that she was in? About her being fat? It came out right after Hairspray, but I think she filmed it before Hairspray. Wait. She was in a Lifetime movie. Wasn't she in Drop Dead Diva? No. But she was in a Lifetime movie, like, right after Hairspray, but I think they filmed it before Hairspray. I just remember the really cringy advertising being, like, starring Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. Oh, no. And it was Nikki. about her, it was about her, like, being bullied. Because she was fat. Oh. Because it's a Lifetime movie. Yeah. Also, fat phobia. Yeah. I hope that's why she didn't get work. I can't imagine that she was difficult on set. She seems really happy just to exist. Like... Yeah. Ten years after Hairspray, she's still on... She's still on Twitter like, Hey, Zach, it's me, Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. We co-starred together. Hope you're doing well. Wink face. Anyway, Nikki Blonsky, Stanley Let's become Blonsky. famous producers and cast her in something. I would love to. Are you kidding me? Let's we can it. put her in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, the remake. The remake. Who would she be, though? Who would she be? She'd be Elsa. Oh, it would be really interesting to put her as Elsa because we could make her, like, get to reclaim that bulliedness and yeah. she can now be the bully. Yeah. She can maybe have fun with that. I feel like she would love that. Yeah. I dig. Okay. Although in that version, Elsa has to live. Yeah, no, I don't want... If that, that version whenever we're famous producers um, the only people who will die are Julie, Ray, and Barry let's keep Ray alive fine depends on who plays him Helen lives oh boots Julie dies yeah that's fair I hate Julie yeah she's so the, the, her character motivation makes no sense she's like I love you guys so much you're all the worst people I've ever met. Like, within three seconds. I'm like, girl, well, that's I mean, your best friend. If and now you're saying she's... If me and you ran over somebody, and I was like, Sydney, maybe we shouldn't call... Maybe we shouldn't tell the police because they're ruining our lives. I don't think you'd be like, you're the worst person I've ever met in my entire life. You'd be like, let's think about this critically, girl. Let's think about this critically. Yeah, that'd be me. Okay, that'd be me. You would be like, you're the scum of the earth. If you ran over somebody, if you and I ran over somebody, what would you do? If I was in this, like, just ran over somebody, or we ran over somebody, made the decision they made, and then, like, we got a note that said, I know what you did last summer. Both. both. What would you do for, what would you do immediately following the, the hit? I feel like if I, if I had, if, if I had, if I had run over someone, I would not drive away. Um, I would call the authorities and be like, hey, this happened. I would, like, accept what I did. Yeah, you know? take like, accountability. I feel like that's an, the adult thing to do. Yeah. Would it cross my mind that I don't want to do it? Absolutely. Oh, no one wants to admit they ran over someone. Right. No, but I think I... I Your insurance rate would go through the roof. (laughs) I mean, see, yeah. I I would would definitely call the authorities. And you killed someone. I think I would... I think I would call the authorities. I don't know if I would call the authorities first or Michael. I'd call the authorities first and then call 
Matt and or I think I would call Michael instinctively, and then yeah, be like, Why and then he'd be him? like, call the authorities, and I'd be like, I'm sorry, I was just having an attack. If they were if they were alive, I would call the authorities first. Like, oh my god, I need an ambulance immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they were dead, dead though, I would check and see if they're dead first. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you could live being hit by a car. Yeah, you'd be fucked People up do it all the time. Yeah, maybe not all the time. <laughs> 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 Sometimes life just doesn't go the way you want. <laughs> you get hit by <laughs> you get hit by a bunch car. of drunk teens. Not that I'm not that I would be drinking and driving. No, no, no. no. Use Uber. Drag queens against tr- drunk driving. Uber or Lyft. Um. So okay. So say that we say that we were with no. But let's say we were with some of our less uh, accountable friends, and they were to <sighs> threaten us, scare us, or bully us, or convince us into doing the wrong thing. Regardless of your motivation there, whether it's uh, you decide that you're gonna that you're gonna go along with it for you, or you're being blackmailed into not talking, or you're fearing for your life, um, like I think they some you know Barry was trying to do, would you go to the police after you get the note? Oh, a hundred percent. I've yeah. seen enough horror movies. I'd go to the fucking cops. Go to the fucking cops. I'd go to the cops. The guy did this. I'm gonna get the fuck out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be here. They can check the records to see who was in the who was admitted into the hospital the yeah. night of the night or the week you know the week yeah. following in case he was to like try to yeah home remedy himself yeah um like and I then would... they would confirm that no one died that night and they'd be like this is an unsolved case you're being charged with vehicular manslaughter but vehicular... we're gonna for who's well we don't have a body yeah so I don't know what would happen in court with that. But anyway, I would, yeah, I would I'd take, go to the I would cops. take If I got a note that said I know what you did last summer and the only thing I can remember that I did last summer, the thing that stuck out in my mind is running over somebody. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, I should, I should tell someone what I did last summer. This is the point. Um, because yeah. I don't need some hook wielding man showing up. No. Out on the street of my third floor apartment menacing. Not that he would menace because they don't menace anything in this movie. No. They just send notes. They put people passing in... notes in class. That's... I'm gonna get you. The fisherman in this movie is just a grade school bully. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, the, the most menacing he does to Julie is, like, put Max's body with a bunch of crabs in her trunk. And then she looks... She's like, oh, fuck! And, like, looks away. And then, like, looks back. And, like, it's gone. Well, she goes at She goes to... She runs to, to Helen's room. Well, that's not enough time and to... that's not enough time, I don't think. I mean, no. I don't know geographically how far her house was. I'm assuming that she didn't just leave... Her car. Her car. With the trunk so open. So far... Well, no, she closes the trunk. Oh. But I don't know that she left the car so How would they open the, the trunk house. back up, though? I mean, they got the body in there. That makes no sense. I mean, he's a hook man and a fisherman. Maybe he knows how to pick a lock. He's obviously a criminal. So I mean, yeah, I don't he killed his him. daughter's. Yeah, I don't put it past him that he can unlock the uh, unlock the. That's truck. fair. What so, is, what's your what's your closing note statement for this episode? Um, closing statement is Hollywood should be kinder to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Okay. Um, I hope that in time we get to see more from her. Um. I don't have a lot of faith in Hollywood to do right by her now that she's gotten a little bit older, but I hope that they do. Um, not that I'm a big fan of Ryan Murphy, but I hope that uh, if she ended up on American Horror Story, I would live. I would live. I would live. I would watch that season. Um, I um, Yeah, do better by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, also, the director should never make anything else. Fair. Joyride wasn't good. That's fair. This wasn't good. That's fair. I don't know what else he's done, but I'm assuming it wasn't good. Okay. What about you? What do you got? My closing thoughts are, um, don't run over someone and lie about it. No. Tell your secrets if it's, if it's involving, you know, accidentally killing someone. Yeah. Um. Word of the day is accountability. Accountability. That's the lesson. That's the lesson we all learned here. So maybe it is a reality show. Morality. Morality tale? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it four. You know what? I changed my mind. I'll give it four, because I did learn a lesson. I'm still keeping the crown from Sam Michelle Gellar. She's getting that movie's getting three. I'll make it a four. Um, just, just I'll give it four fish hooks just for, you know, making me really think about accountability. Okay. Um, because we did think critically, and so I did its job there. Um, but I still think 
I shouldn't have the dread that I like in a horror film. Oh, one thing that I should ask you. Did you watch this when it came out, or did you watch it while you were young, or did you just watch it for the first time? I just watched it the first time a couple weeks ago. Okay. So, if you had seen this as a teenager, do you think this would have worked better? I feel like, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like if I looked at this with a nostalgia... Yeah. Yeah. It whenever I watched it as a... Whenever I was younger, I enjoyed it a lot more. I watched it again as an adult for the podcast, and I did not enjoy it. And then I kept watching it over and over and over again to try and, like, like yeah. memorize it and learn about it. And then I... I poked holes in it, because that's what we're supposed to dissect the movie. Yep. I dissected it to death, and like here I, we are. Like, I, I'm a little worried if we ever, if, when we talk about Jack Frost, because we're going to talk about Jack Frost, I'm going to make you watch Jack oh, Frost. Oh, I'm fine. I've already dissected a couple of the movies that we've got on the list. Okay. Um, stay um, tuned. And <laughs> I still enjoy I'm a little because I do ones. love that film, and I know, like, watching it critically and really thinking about it, I'm like, this is dumb as hell. Yeah. But it knows what it is. So... That's our episode. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, stay tuned next week. We're discussing Scream. Yeah. And you can follow us online. Uh, I'm Sydney Hampton at the Sydney Hampton S Y D N I on Twitter and Instagram. And Jake, I am on Twitter and Instagram as, um, at young Timberwolf at young Timberwolf. I didn't know if I was Y U N G Y U N G Timberwolf. Yep. Yep, and, it's um, the same for both of them now. Yeah. And you can also follow the podcast at uh, Really Queer. See you all next week. Bye. <laughs> can you keep that part in? <laughs> Bye. Not, me, me. <laughs> Not knowing how to work a computer? <laughs> yes.